Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, before we get into a little bit of uh, more discussion here, probably about Casey and uh, and Adrian again, because that's fun to keep going with. Uh, let's get some uh, kind of college football storylines today, and, and Nate would like to get your reaction on some of these. Ryan Day's contract extended now through 2028, uh, now makes $9.5 million per year, which is obviously double what Frost makes. Now, this is, uh, you know, obviously we don't want to just c- keep up uh, with the big boys as far as uh, pay just to say so. And, and Frost, uh, he had to take a pay cut coming into this year. Um, but uh, something rubbed you a little bit the wrong way, that Nebraska is paying less than half of what uh, Ohio State is for their top uh, top head coach there? No, I think it makes sense. Yeah. You look at the production on the field. Right. Ohio State's been there. Nebraska hasn't. Ohio State is They've got playing. their guy, Nebraska's. They the have hoping, their guy yeah. that has He's a guy. He's a dude. Not only made the playoff, made Rose Bowl. I mean, well, last year was the worst year they've had in a while. Right. And they lost in the Rose Bowl, I believe. No, they won the Rose Bowl. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think of the worst season that you have for however long it's been, four or five seasons, is winning the Rose Bowl, hey, I think Nebraska would take that. Sounds about right. Now, the Mel Tucker one, that's where we'd have a different discussion. That one doesn't make as much sense to me. Yeah. Well, and he does have uh, – he's kind of got this upward battle of, like, trying to prove that he's not just inherited Urban Meyer's program and kind of taken it over from there uh, and, you know, done what he needed to do there. He's got had three years now. In 2018, he coached a few games to him, too. But overall, 34-4, and four, just the one loss to Michigan last year in the Big Ten. Um, I know that that's de- – I mean, I know a lot of coaches could do pretty well inheriting that program. Um, but I think he's at that point where you just you, you just respect Ryan Day for who yeah. he is now and his and own. And he can still he's proven he can recruit. Oh yeah. So uh, you're developing his own take a step back. Yeah. First round picks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's there. Uh, let's go to some other news here. Um, let's see. How about this? Uh, we've seen all this nil increase. Uh, you know, value and stuff, and we've had kind of talks about that. How about it can go the other way too? It seems like Kentucky's running back Chris Rogers has an nil value decrease after a DUI. You see that as uh, something that you kind of hadn't thought about too much as the NIL world? I didn't think about it as much. Off the, off the court, off the field problems? I didn't think about it as much, but you, you have scenarios where scholarships are removed, players are kicked off the team, so I feel like this just kind of goes in line with that, right? The, the <laughs> Look, if he's only losing his NIL deal and he's getting to stay on the team, I mean, that's all you can really ask for, right? Yeah, I don't know. If you're still on the football team after having something like that, some teams would kick you off of that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Shane Beamer would like to see scrimmages with other teams for come to college football, um, kind of like August scrimmages. You can nice. even do it in spring, but specifically he's thinking kind of preseason August game. You think the, you think, would you be on board for that, or do you like the idea that college football, unlike the NFL, doesn't have their warm-ups and like, it puts a little bit more on week zero or week one? I think it would be cool. If it, if it was a team that you weren't playing during that season, like I don't want to see South Carolina play Clemson. I, I You get to see that during the season. Right. So if South Carolina played, I don't know what your example would be, some team that they didn't play during the season that played in the ACC. Right. Yeah, I think that something like that would be pretty cool, and I think it would sell tickets and it'd get people interested. 
Yeah, I wonder if, uh, if we'll ever get to that. And obviously, what we talk about with the break off from the NCAA, and, and then we, we count how many games they're playing and stuff like that, maybe you know that can kind of come into it when you're talking about college kids. But um, maybe in the future we'll see something like that. Uh, as far as uh, some, how about some wide receiver news? Uh, Jordan Addison, the 2021 Blitnikoff Award winner, um, seems like there are there are people out there with uh, Snapback Sports actually who says um, that the announcement could come as soon as Friday. He expects it to be Texas. How would you like Jordan Addison landing at Texas? It, it'll be interesting because Texas has said that they're back. They've still gotten pretty good recruiting classes and hasn't really shown on the field. We assumed that NIL would take it to the next level. It would appear that if they get Jordan Addison, yes, it will take it to the next level. I got to see it on the field first. Yeah, that's that feels like an, if that if that's what it ends up happening – and of course, a lot of the the talk with Jordan Addison is a, is a, you know about tampering and, and Southern Cal and stuff like that. Texas is not. I mean, they're not bad. They're probably a you know a top twenty five team, I'd borderline so. coming yeah. into the season. Yeah. Not necessarily earned, but because of their name and, and the fact that they're Texas, as always. But it's just you know that says that would be an nil win in my mind to get Jordan Addison because he could he's you know working out with Bryce Young. I mean, even, I know I know Southern Cal was four and eight last year, but Caleb Williams and, and you know they're going to be a top fifteen team coming into the season. That's not a football winning move for Jordan Addison if he's looking to like have a special season and, and thought that Pittsburgh wasn't going to provide him for that on the field as far as team wins and all that. Um, he that's looked, an nil. He move. didn't enter the transfer portal to find a better situation. He entered the transfer portal because of money. The second that he entered the transfer portal was when there was rumors that USC was going to pay him, what, two and a half, three million dollars? Right. Trust me, this this move is not going to win football games. It's not put your best situation that you have for you to make it to the next level because he's going to be a first-round draft pick probably no matter what, barring a serious injury, which I hope that doesn't happen. I don't wish right. that upon anybody. Jordan Addison went to get paid, and it sounds like Texas is the highest bidder. So it'll be interesting to see if this becomes a theme – where Texas, like we assumed, can pay more than other schools, will that show up on the field? I say, yeah, it probably will, but do you believe in Sarkeesian? No. <laughs> I don't, so does that in entice a top-tier coach to go there? That could also be part Down of the it. line, yeah. And then that also can be said for Nebraska. If you start building this this resume that you can get these NIL kids, you can get this talent right. by paying them. Well, because the interesting does, part does of a this... Does a top-tier coach come here? Right, because the part of this is... If Texas gets Addison, it would be look like an NIL win. Nebraska dueled uh, Texas for in, basically maybe a little bit in the NIL market. In one, <laughs> in one, in one with O'Shawn Mathis, um, with Texas having home you know, home field advantage. So um, you know that is kind of interesting on its own. Uh, also, as we talk about the wide receiver position, uh, we were looking up uh, highlights earlier with Casey Thompson. A few of those to Marcus Washington, the te former Texas wide receiver who has entered the portal. He's set to visit Nebraska uh, this weekend. So if you're act looking for another that addition, uh, another wide receiver, oh, that would be huge. Had like 300 yards last year. He's not, uh, you know, it's not Jordan Addison, but uh, maybe could be, um, you know, just another uh, piece in place there it's for you. It's an addition. Yeah. It's, trust me, that's a guy that I would want on my team. It's certainly not a guy I would say no. And yeah. from what we know of the receiver room right now, it's a lot of speculation already. So what's another? Uh, also, 
Um, a, a few other names dropping in this weekend. I think uh, uh, as we uh, look at uh, Brian Munson actually wrote this article, uh, Missouri four-star offensive lineman Caden Green. There's been some talk about him. I think he's coming in this weekend uh, as well as Kansas and Missouri. They're kind of hitting hard. So they have Jaden Doss, the wide receiver, and uh, running back Dylan Edwards also stepping in for a visit this weekend. So that'll be exciting. Uh, one more news uh, and notes uh, for this section here is uh, former Husker Divino Zigbo back with the New Orleans Saints. He was re- released oh, nice. by the Patriots. Now he's going to fight for the New Orleans Saints. He's had some stops there. It's kind of cool how, so, you know, Will, Will Compton's a good example of this, whether it's the Titans or the Raiders. Um, just guys kind of, uh, Ozigbo's basically a saint even when he's not a saint, right? <laughs> and, and Compton's mm-hmm. kind of the same way where it's kind of like, you know, if we do need a guy, we have a list of these guys that we're just going to call in and, 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 you know, work up the competition or we know at the very least they'll play that's, hard. That's our guy. Yeah. Yeah. We, that, that, that we wouldn't feel bad giving this guy a spot, and I think that's where Zigbo is uh, with the Saints. And I, that's how I kind of view, and, and this is kind of weird, to, to, it's a little bit different, but that's kind of how I view the running back battle at Nebraska. If you ask who's going to be the starting running back, I kind of think, you know, Anthony Grant's got some upside. If Jock Yant, you know, you know, honed in on the playbook a little bit better, he obviously beefed up. It could Tree be those guys. Thighs. But at the worst, I feel like you've got somewhat of a, of a proven player there. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, at, with with Ramir Johnson. Yeah. So, like, at worst, Ramir Johnson. And I'd be happy with Ramir Johnson going in. Gabe Irvin, another wild card in that discussion. I just say the, the thing that I don't want to see that we saw last year is it was a huge rotation. I, I would rather see someone kind of assert themselves yeah. as the number one. And Ramir did eventually. He, he It took a while. Right. And there was a lot of mixing in and out. And I just... Especially and that's for been something at Nebraska altogether. Even when we talk about like Divino Zigbo's like first year, it took him midway through the year to really right. take over us at top running back. Which I understand you want to find your best guy, but isn't that why you play, what is it, six weeks before the season starts to figure out who that guy is? Get him some reps. Get him acclimated with the offense, especially with a new quarterback, a new offensive coordinator. Go into week one knowing who your guy is. I- I've I've always felt that way. Uh, especially at the running back position. So I I hope they do that, whoever it may be. Well, there is your uh, college football news and notes uh, as we go through it. Uh, Coming up next, it is time for Box History Lesson. We're going to go all the way back to the year 2008. uh, Kelsey will like this, says uh, Casey Thompson can't sling it like Joe Gantz. (laughs) I don't know why they bring Casey Thompson down, but yeah, Joe Gantz was incredible. Uh, uh, as we talk about the great. end of the 2007 season, now the starting quarterback for Nebraska in 2008. How will it go? Bo Pelini's first year? You guys already know, but we're going to review it and have fun with it. Coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket.